Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. God, our Father, we come being so thankful for this another day. Thank you for our lying down last night and our getting up this morning. Thank you for how you blessed us throughout this day. We ask, O oh Lord, that you open our minds and our hearts that we might receive these, your words, O oh Lord, and hope that you prepare our minds that we might have a better understanding. Not that we profess to do be anything other than what we are. We don't uh, want to use these words in any way harmful, but that we might be able to help somebody else. These and so many blessings rest in your name. Amen. Amen. In the book of Samuel, uh, Second Samuel 12, uh, it picks up in the fact that David, uh, king of Israel and Judah, uh, has seen a woman bathing. And when you think about best uh, in this country, if you have money, you're more likely to get away with a lot of things that the poor can't. But in God's justice, he lets us know that there's no respect to person. As far as he's concerned, uh, what's good for the rich is good for the poor. And he shows us in this lesson, this thing, David had seen Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, David, and David inquires about who she is. And servants tell him that she is the wife of Uriah. And David goes on and uh, goes and has her sit to him. And ended up sleeping with her, and she conceived a child. And she sent and tell David that 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 she has conceived a child. And and David has this uh, plot uh, that he has in mind to cover up <clears throat> what he's done. And knowing that we can't cover up our sin, because God is Almighty God, He knows everything that we do. And. and he has all power in heaven and earth in his hands. So he knows all that, that's going on. But David tries to cover it up. And that, first of all, he just sends Uriah on in the war. And he sends there and have him brought back to Bathsheba. And he sets it up for uh, Uriah would sleep with his wife. But Uriah does not sleep with his wife. He actually uh, sleeps outside the house. And they goes and they tell David that he did not sleep with his wife. So we can't say that the baby was his because he did not sleep with her. So after that plan doesn't work, David has uh, Uriah put on the front line because he is a soldier. And he puts him in a place where he knows he more likely will be killed. And he is killed. Uh, and after a period of mourning, uh, 
David takes Bathsheba to be his wife. And so David, in his own little way, would probably think that he has got away with this. But God is such a just God that he avenged the, the poor, even when it's the king that has done this thing. So in this lesson, this scene deals with God uh, dealing with the sins of, of his uh, one of his favorites, uh, David. So God says in Acts, uh, I believe it's Acts 13 and 22, he says something to the respect that I'll find myself a man who will do all my will. And David is, is a favorite, you might say, of God in that he does do a lot of what God has asked him to do. But David has a weakness, and that is uh, David has a weakness for women. Not that he doesn't have uh, uh, many already, but uh, if you say that any man has a weakness, for well, it's something in particular that would be David. So this lesson starts off by saying, and the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in the city, and one rich and the other poor. So what David uh, is is uh, being what's being taught to him is, is God has sent Nathan, and Nathan is is sent him with a parable. And he, he's telling uh, David about this parable about uh, this man, one rich and one poor, and and what happens between them. And so uh, David is listening to this parable and, and I think that the prophet is telling him about somebody that's really real. And, they, and then they are real, but he's thinking it's about it being somebody else. So... They, uh, Nathan started by telling David about the two men, one rich and one poor. Verse 2 says, And the rich had exceedingly many flocks of herds. And that speaks of David and, and, and all the wives that he had. Because David got uh, Myra, who was uh, Saul's daughter, although she was kept for him for, many, uh, for a long time uh, by Saul. He has Abigail. And uh, a, a number of other uh, women that, that he has. He has about eight wives. So it's not that he has a shortage of wives, but he also has concubines. And so and he has, he's not that he has a shortage of women. Uh, so when he goes up to the Uralis wife, it's not that he's lacking in his own self. Uh, but the poor man. Verse three, had nothing save one little evil lamb, which he had bought and nourished up and grew up together with him and with his children. It did it, it did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. Verse uh, three uh, talks about. Uh, what he's talking about is Bathsheba is the only one wife that Uriah has. Uh, so David is guilty of, of breaking a commandment in that he's taken uh, 
In other words, he's guilty of theft, but he took something that did not belong to him, which was Bathsheba. Uh, and, and he broke the, uh, and one of the commandments that thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's uh, possession. So he's, 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 he did some things that doesn't add up for the man of God. And there came a traveler into the rich man, and he feared uh, to take of his own flock uh, and his own herd to dress for his wayfaring man that was come from him. But to the poor man came and dressed it for the man that was come to him. But verse 4 is speaking of, of what the devil does. In other words, it speaks of the devil as the wayward man who influenced the, the lust of David. And instead of gratifying himself with one of his own wives or concubines, David turned to uh, Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, to satisfy his lust for desire. So the devil has has influenced him uh, the same way he did Eve in the garden, and that he put something to him that, that really not is forbidden. And David has uh, succumbed to uh, the desires of his heart, which is Bathsheba. In verse 5, and David's anger was greatly killed against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord liveth, this man has done this thing, shall surely die. And so David, in his uh, own way, he, he He's so convinced that they're talking about somebody uh, in, in real life that that, that that definitely is not himself. Uh, speaks of how easy it is to condemn others for the same sin uh, we refuse to acknowledge within ourselves. David assured that the story was true when it was only a hypothetical rende- uh, redemption of a parable. The sinners pronounced upon uh, the man was far more than God required. This crime of sin did not require death. But David says he, this guy ought to die for what he's done. And then verse 6 says, And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, uh, and become he, and because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Verse 6 is speaking of David's righteous indignation against the rich man. And he thought that uh, death was not uh, good enough for the rich man. But he needed to restore the man, poor man full for the taking of the poor man one sheep. In other words, he's saying for what he'd done, he needed, uh, he needed to return that, that one sheep that he'd done. Not only that one, but several more uh, uh, before, he, before his death. So he's, he's, he's putting out a sentence that this man ought, ought to fall under for the, for the wrongful thing that he's done. But then verse 7 brings it all home and said, and Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus said the Lord, God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. So uh, Nathan lets you know that the man I'm talking about is you. You did this. Uh, uh, 
so he letting David know you you're the one that, that committed the crime. Uh and then Dave uh Nathan reminds uh David that uh he would be nothing without the Lord. Uh, he lets him know that everything that you have, the Lord gave it to you. Uh in other words, uh he wanted uh God wants all of us to understand that we are uh Christian because of no other person but him. He's the one that 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 provides for us and, and has looked out for us. David could have been killed several times by Saul. Uh and and Saul's spear missed him so many times he threw at him. Uh his army tried to attack David so many times. And all the time they uh God spurred David. And so it lets him know that uh I have did these things for you as you should be an example for a way Christian life ought to be. But David, you have taken it and, and did something that it shows negative uh, behavior for the word I chose and God chose him. Remember when, when they came to, to David's family and all the brothers, uh, they all did not pour on nobody but David. They tried to put it on, his other brothers, but it would not pour on them. But God has showed David uh, himself. Uh, the people showed Saul, and Saul didn't work out. But God shows David. And so he lets him know that I chose you, I anointed thee, I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and this is what happened. So verse 8, and gave thee the master's house and thine master's wife unto thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had uh, been too little, I would have moreover have given unto thee such as such and such as such thing. In other words, in verse 8, he said unto him, uh, all the blessing that I did for you, that I gave you out of the house of Saul. Uh, which was a lot to begin with. But it goes further. God uh, says to David, if all those uh, blessings had, had, uh, that he gave David was not enough, he could have gave him some more. He didn't mind giving David whatever, but he did not bless the fact that he took another man's wife. But if he needed more wives, he would give them more wives. If that's what he needed. Uh, in other words, you should have came to me if you had a problem not to take somebody else's wife because you've broken the commandments when you did that. Uh, so he let, uh, Nathan is letting him know that uh, you are out of, out of God's uh, behavior when you did this. After all that he's done for you. Uh, we should never behave in such a, a way as Christians. Verse 9 says, Wherefore thou hast despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight. Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and that has taken his wives to be thy wives, and has slain him with the sword of the children of Amor. The verse nine is letting him know that God uh, is displeased with David, uh, and, and David sin. Uh, was treated by the Lord as despising God's law. 
Verse 9 lets us know that when we uh, uh, commit a sin against someone, we commit a sin against God in this respect, and that uh, he commit, he broke God's law. God, that was God's law that, that said that he wasn't, wasn't supposed to uh, do what he done. It was a he broke one of the commandments of God uh, when he did these things. So David has uh, David has has broken God's commandment and went away from what God has uh, has required of him to do and his lustful behavior. But uh second part of this lesson lets us know what, what to do in, when we have a sin. And David confesses his sin. Uh, one minister once said that there's nobody was it better than David at repenting of his sins. David knew how to fall down on his knees and ask God for forgiveness. So David says in verse 13, speaks of David's repentance. David acknowledges his sin and repents of it. But David said, I have sinned against the law. Uh, it's important for all of us to see that sin is always against God and not against man. This is God's law that has been broken, not man's law. And so this verse speaks of the forgiven power of God and the, and the removal of the consequences of sin. It is through God's grace that he gives us, forgives us of our sin, and through his mercy that he removed the consequences of sin. And verse 1, uh, I'm sorry, verse, I call it I, John, but it's First John. First John 1 and 9 speaks of God uh, dealing with sin. It says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God has put into place uh, forgiveness of sin. That's his grace and his mercy. Verse 14 says, and how about because by this deed thou has given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to bless me, the child also that born unto thou shall surely die. So verse 13 speaks of the effects of, how, of his wrongful and sinful behavior that sends a message to uh, those of the world. It is imperative for believers to remember that what we do has a way of reflecting uh, on God. In other words, our, con our good conduct reflects highly on God, but our bad conduct reflects poorly on God. So when you're chosen to be a representative of God, and you behave in sinful uh, uh, sinful behavior, you you reflect badly on God because many of the people looked up to David as God's chosen uh, king, which he was, and now you got the king behaving in, a, in an un, uh, ungodly behavior. So mm -hmm. uh, God has uh, let him know how he feels about his behavior. And Nathan departed from the house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had burned to David, and it was very sick. So in all that has happened, Nathan has 
finish his assignment when he leaving the house. Speaks of when our assignment is done, we are to return home and wait for our next assignment. Nathan's assignment was to go and and uh, speak to David about his bad behavior, and he does that. And uh, so he does that, and he lets him know the consequences of his bad behavior. Uh, this lesson lets us know uh, that is that God sees all that we do and judges us when we are sinning. God is a merciful God, and he will use many different means to bring us to repentance. When we repent, God forgives us and educates the consequences of our sin. God wants us to always learn how to appreciate his faithful servant, those that carry out his assignment without making it to be what servants want, but rather what God wants. Nathan does not mm-hmm. tell him, David, that that's what he wants. It tells him about what God is. He is a representative of God. But he also lets him know that he is a merciful God. And he is a forgiving mm-hmm. God. And that's basically what I have for this message. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Uh, uh, again, good evening. We are thankful to the Lord for this great lesson on tonight and uh, speaking truth to power. Hmm. And God has a way of showing you what's done in the dark will come to the light. Oh, yeah. and, and I was reading it kind of the background of this lesson and go to the front of it and we see here that David first of all David's supposed to get out on the battlefield first. He mm-hmm. sent the men he sent the men out and he stayed back. So he was wrong from the start. And then he saw a woman bathing and he desired to have her. And it tells us how in the background scripture that how that uh he uh had his her wife his her wife, her husband killed in order to have her and then he had a son by her and the son was sick and died. And uh but I look at how Nathan is the spokesman and God knows how to get your attention and God knows how to put things into place. And, and and not just because I'm a preacher or pastor, it's all of us as spokesmen of God. God has a word for all of us, and He, if you're connected with God, you ought to be able to share a word with someone that to bring them to the light. Because all of us, you know, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But see, to me, David, even though he was a king in high places, no matter who you are, you're going to do some wrong. Sometimes we try to cover our wrongs. But God knows how to send a messenger. And then if you are connected with Christ, you ought to have a conscience that will bother you. And so to me, Nathan was that thorn that was in his flesh, even though it didn't say that, but it just means saying 
it was Nathan was the one that went to him and, and Nathan the one brought out. Sometimes you had to uh show people in parables and show people uh in in, in some things that can bring uh as the young people said bring it to the hoop. Because sometimes people will do wrong and they don't even bother them. But I thank God that he sent Nathan there to you know in a parable to show David his wrongness. Even though God has forgiven and he's a merciful, kind God, but we as children of God, we ought to realize and understand that when you do wrong, you can't get, you might get by, but you can't get away. And your wrongness will come back to hunt you. And I say it all the time that sometimes God don't have to touch you, but he can touch something that you love. And he touched the child. And he touched the child and the child was sick and the child died. But I'm thankful to God that we can understand here tonight that speaking the truth to the power, and we got to understand all of us need to speak out. All of us need to tell the truth. All of us need to be uh, what God would have us to be because we are our brother's keeper. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to this lesson, this is sister. Um, what I what I see. In, in this um, lesson, see, as was stated, it's very important, uh, Nathan's role, because I don't believe that David was worried. He thought he got away. Mm -hmm. he, he thought that he had gotten away with, and with Uriah uh, being gone, everything else would fall in place, okay? Meaning, he still was going to go on. He still was going to marry Bathsheba, you know? This child was, he was going to raise with her. But, with Nathan pointed out his fault, and David not understanding what Nathan was saying, but once it was brought to him, that's when he felt trouble. Because mm -hmm. he's pointed out he said it in a way that basically letting him know you have broken God's commandment. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then pointed out the things like what God has given him. And that brought David to think, you know what? The Lord has given me all these things. Anything that I've asked, the Lord has given to me. And mm -hmm. the Lord has been good to me. And here it is. The one thing that I've done and the one thing he did not do was at before Nathan, he did not repent. And that was mm -hmm. the problem. And so from that point, once it was brought to his attention, that's when he realized. And guess what? The repercussion was his, it started with his child. And once it hit that, you know, that's when when all, and that's when David realized, you know what, I have done wrong. I need to repent. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't matter, and, and it's good because it's showing us also. It doesn't matter what your position is, as you said, Pastor Ann, Deacon Wade, as you said. It doesn't matter what your position is. We all have to follow 
the same rules. Yep. And then too, Pastor uh, and Deacon Wade, uh, when uh, this started, uh, really, um, David, after he had done this thing, well, uh, David should have been uh, in his house, number one. And when he saw the lady, he should have turned away and went back in his house. But instead, he lusted after her. And after he lusted after her, he uh, he pursued it even more. And what? Uh, and after he had slept with her, she purified herself. And the reason why she purified herself is because she was coming off of her minstrel. And uh, during that time, it was a time and a period of pure and ladies had to purify themselves. And that could be found in Leviticus. And uh, David really thought after sinning, he had to just keep covering up and keep lying. Because sometimes we don't want to be found out. And what we do, we'll cover up and we'll stack so many of them on top of each other until really we've forgotten. And we've dug ourselves so deep in sin and in a hole until we just can't get out. But if he had gone to God, repented, uh, he could have, uh, God could have started over. But then after this, and it went on a little farther. In this, the judgment was that the child was, was going to die. And then the other judgment was, well, on down through the lesson, was that his household was going to be judged because his son, um, one raped his daughter, and then the other son, because David didn't do anything about it, the other son killed the one that raped the daughter. Mm-hmm. Then he left. Then he came back. Then he slept with David's wife up on the top of the house where everybody could see openly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nathan had told him this. And then after that, he decided, okay, I'm going to take over the kingdom. And as he decided to do that, it just kept going downhill and downhill. And eventually, David was running from his own child for his life. But mm-hmm. that man can do so much to us. And sometimes the consequences don't, uh, what we might want it to be, it don't come like that. Mm-hmm. And God can bring it in so many ways uh, to let us know, look, you got to turn around. You need to stop what you're and, doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, with David, David finally he finally saw the light, and he did repent. And some of, during this time, uh, two of the greatest psalms that was written during this time that David repented was 32 and 51. And um, David was really, after all of this, he still was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And God used uh, him. He didn't kill him, nor uh, Bathsheba. Because if he had, then the nations, other pagan nations, would have looked on this like, okay, uh, 
you killed this, but kill him. But he did you uh Bathsheba's fourth child, the fourth son, which was Solomon. And Solomon's mm-hmm. name really was Jedidah. And uh, which was uh the Lord loved. But okay, he used him to carry on the name and to carry on on down through the bloodline where uh mm-hmm. it went on forward. Amen. Mm-hmm. And another thing very good, um, sister Ned. Another thing you have to realize too, uh, with David, okay, it's it said that Uriah was his trusted commander. Mm-hmm. So that means you know, he was actually a friend, am I right? A trusted mm-hmm. friend of, mm-hmm. of David. Now you think about this. Here it is. This is your good friend who, whatever you tell, he's going to do whatever he can in fighting for you. And here it is. You do your trusted commander like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good lesson. Very good lesson. Mm-hmm. Amen. Are you all still there? <laughs> yes, I guess if uh, nobody has anything else, maybe Pastor, do you want to uh, pray us out? All right, all right. Um, thank God for you. Thank God for all that participate on tonight. Uh we ask that you continue to pray for all that are standing in need and pray. I pray for everybody. And uh we ask in the name of Jesus that uh just bless, heal and deliver. Uh we ask that uh on Sunday morning we will have our Lord's Supper on Sunday morning. Father God in the name of Jesus we thank you. We love you. We adore you. We appreciate you. We ask that you would just grant us with our love and our affection. We ask that you bless, heal, and deliver on tonight and in the morning. We ask that you just, every time we wake us up and uh, shake us and wake us and give us strength. And Father God, we ask you bless the one drive up and down the dangerous highways. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask it all. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Thank you, Brother Wade. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.